welcome to JS Talk Line, everyone. Joanne Lee, Bennett Smith with you on the Sportsnet Radio Network. We are here for a good time, Ben. Not a particularly long time, I would say, today, uh, this afternoon, as we wrap up the 3-1 to Blue Jays win to end this three-game series here at Rogers Center. We got about 20 minutes, so if you want to hit us up on the text line, 590-590, name and location. That is the people's text line. It's a quick one today because it's a busy day in the world of hockey, and it's a day game, but uh, fear not. Jays Talk Classic will return as usual on Friday for Jays and Mets with Blair and Parker at City Field. But uh, you were talking about it with Ben, BNS, the, the story of this game. How could it not be one Kevin Gosman? Like, he was just filthy for most of the game. It's just, it is a pleasure watching him pitch. Like, it's, it's kind of funny to think that the Blue Jays letting go of a Cy Young winner and Robbie Ray to ba- like basically to replace him, quote unquote, in free agency with Kevin Gossman for the contract that he signed to also look a, look like a bargain. That's a some tidy a tidy piece of business if you're Ross Atkins. Uh, absolutely, this is one of the better free agent contracts out there for starting pitchers. They should be thrilled to have three more years of Kevin Gossman the way he's pitching. And today, you know, it's not all about the radar gun. Of course, there's more to it than that, but. He was sitting 96. His fastball averaged 96 miles an hour today, topping out above 99. So when you take a pitcher who's dominant, even when he's throwing 94, give him a little bit more velo, it explains why Gossman was just so good today. I struggle to remember, and maybe it's because it's never happened before. I don't have the data in front of me, but I struggle to remember, at least in his tenure as a Blue Jay, seeing Kevin Gosman hit, I think it was, what, like 90, 98.7 miles an hour on the on the radar gun? Like, I don't, if you're, if you're going to round up to 99, I honestly would have trouble remembering. Maybe he's never done it before. Like that, that might be the nastiest stuff from a fastball perspective that we've ever seen from him. Absolutely, and the splitter was there, too. Ooh. He just was working so well today, um, found a great rhythm. He was over the plate very consistently in contrast to Yusei Kikuchi in contrast to Alec Manoa both of whom had their issues with command earlier in this series but Gosman just goes out there he finds the strike zone attacks consistently moves the ball around up and down uh, and it's it's a really really tough matchup so the Brewers had some good at-bats Christian Yelich reached a couple of times against Gosman but mostly they were pretty overwhelmed by what he was doing you know you mentioned this with Ben during the game but the humidity sometimes can affect pitchers, and even I think we've actually heard from Gosman himself talk about. And again, it is it is the first of June, so maybe this is something he doesn't have to deal with this early in the season because we're just over a third played. But I remember last year when he would talk about pitching on very hot days in July and August, and it kind of saps some of his energy at some point. So I remember I think it might have been like Arden or Shy or someone will ask him the question like. Hey, so your velo was down? Like, is everything okay? And he kind of just, like, it's not really a scoff, but he'll say, like, huh, well, it's hot. It's August, <laughs> right? And that always kind of makes me laugh because it's, tr- it's true. Like, that probably doesn't only affect Kevin Gosman. It probably affects literally every pitcher in Major League Baseball. But you guys mentioned this on the broadcast today. You go back to maybe even that Boston series when he got hit really hard. I think he only went a three and a third, and it was cold and it was rainy in that in that series at Fenway. It was just a miserable dink experience. It looked like for honestly for everyone, even for the Red Sox, and he he ran into some trouble. It doesn't seem as though the humidity or the heat, and it was thirty plus degrees 
for most of the day. I'm sure it felt hotter when you're standing in the sun down on the mound. It, w- it was a hot day today, but it does, didn't really seem to bother him. Whatever the conditions, he's been able to make the most of them. And right now, you know, we are a third of the way through the season. He's the American League strikeout leader. Ooh. He is has an ERA that, that dipped into the twos today uh, after this performance and allowing zero earned runs consistently pitching into the sixth or seventh inning. He spares the bullpen. I mean, the Jays only needed two relievers to close this one down today. So as they head to New York, everyone will be available for that opener against the New York Mets tomorrow night against Justin Verlander. So just the the trickle-down effects of having someone like Kevin Gosman on the pitching staff are pretty massive. Yeah, he has been he he was phenomenal, and then Swanson came out and basically offered these guys another nasty splitter to look at, which I'm sure didn't make life that much easier for the Milwaukee Brewers. I don't know if if, if you guys, you uh, Ben or the listeners, have ever ever seen those videos from umpires where it's like a GoPro is strapped yeah. to the umpire's helmet. Those videos are awesome to look at, mainly because first of all, they impress me that pretty much any player ever manages to hit any pitch it just it makes it really it puts it in perspective and some context that it's a really impressive feat in itself but i i truly wish i could see what hitters see when gosman throws let's say a a fastball or really any other non-splitter pitch and then he throws his splitter like that that must be the difference in release point and where the ball just tails right off it's probably all very similar right up until the splitter gets buried, basically. Oh, yeah. It, it's really incredible. You see the Pitching Ninja videos. You yeah. see the, the clips of it from our Sportsnet broadcast. And he is working that strike zone up and down. And then with a the slider, he can do a little bit of east-west um, and keep hitters off balance that way. Uh, he mixed in that slider at times today. But essentially, he is working off of those two elite pitches. And it took him a while to get to that point. Obviously, we saw him come up with the Orioles. He was not nearly as effective as he is right now. But the Jays are getting a version of Kevin Gosman that is just a huge difference maker, and he's a big reason the Jays took this series. I see a text here from Nate. Uh, it says, Nate from Niagara on the lake. So thank you for texting Nate. He says, uh, Gosman continues to prove he's a leader in the clubhouse for Cy Young. What an incredible performance. Shout-outs as well to Kiermaier. For the insane catch. It was a really phenomenal catch. And to Kevin Biggio, whose OBP has been much better in the last few games, and he's living up to some expectations. Go Jays, go. I, I will get to Kevin Biggio, but just to wrap up on Kevin Gossman here, Ben. Uh, so Nate says, proves a, continue to prove he's a leader in, this, in the clubhouse. For Cy Young, you mentioned it as well during the game, and, and just now as well, he is the American League strikeouts leader. I think, I could be wrong, that... Only in all of baseball, Spencer Strider sits ahead of him. Yep. At least, at least right now, that might change maybe by the end of the day, depending on where other guys are. But uh, I don't think there are a lot of guys that are that close to, to Gosman. I would think um, he is. I saw it on the scoreboard earlier. I believe he is still the American League pitcher WAR leader, and he and that was like in the in maybe in the, in the third inning or something. So Probably. that was basically <laughs> it. Might be more now. Exactly, added half a WAR. <laughs> uh, so he he's just phenomenal, is what he is. So the final line. Six and two-thirds, five hits, no runs, 11 strikeouts, two walks, and the season ERA now sits at 2.76. So to Nate's point about Cy Young, I mean, there, there are not a lot of other pitchers who are doing on a consistent basis what Kevin Gossman is doing. Like, I know they're, they uh, stenciled the uh, vote for the Blue Jays at bluejays.com slash all-star uh, today, uh, slash vote, pardon me, today. Uh, so you can go out and cast your vote for any player in Major League Baseball for the All-Star game in Seattle. But I was thinking about who might be the AL starter for the game as well. Because Cy Young, at least, like more has to happen after the All-Star game to, to determine 
you know, who's going to be the Cy Young winner, and there's a lot of baseball left to be played. But there's not that much baseball left to be played before the All-Star game. And, like, I, obviously you can't vote for, for pitchers as much, as, as much fun as that would be. But there's, there's pretty much no chance, I would think, that Gosman is not one of the Blue Jays selected to represent this team. I would guess, right? I, I would think at this point, the way he's pitching, he deserves to be there. And I, I certainly think he would be impossible to deny. The only, I mean, there are always circumstances yes, where if yes. you pitch the day before, then you're not necessarily going to go because you wouldn't be available. Or, you know, if an injury were to pop up, if he wanted to bow out for personal or health reasons, you do see that on occasion. Um, but he should be right in that discussion, along with Garrett Cole, Shane McClanahan, Shohei Otani. Um, those are the yeah. caliber of pitchers that Kevin Gosman is in right now. I would. You're, you're not wrong on McClanahan and Cole and, and Shohei. Those guys are like. I almost feel like you can just write their name, their names in pen on the All Star roster right now. I, I would add Nathan Yavaldi, based on what he has done yeah. so far for the uh, the Texas Rangers. Frankly, I, I might honestly add. Eduardo Rodriguez, based on his season. But, I mean, he's now on the IL, so we'll see how much that changes things. But he is phenomenal for the Detroit Tigers. So there are a lot of very, very good names. But if you're talking about, like, the top five pitchers in all of the American League, I would have a hard time putting Kevin Gosman that much further below, I don't know, like third, let's say. Agreed. Yeah, he's, he's right in that mix, yeah. which is remarkable. I mean, there are a lot of pitchers in this league, a lot of starting pitchers in this league, and it is really hard to find good starting pitching. I mean, the Blue Jays are experiencing that in their own way yeah. as they try to get some stability at the back of their rotation, even at the front of their rotation as Alec Manoa goes through some ups and downs, um, more downs than ups so far this season for Manoa. There's no doubt about that. And so it's it's just tough. It is a tough league. The hitters in this league are really good. And if you make mistakes, a lot of the time they will capitalize. But Gosman has been able to avoid that. Yeah, not a lot of mistakes from him today five hits no runs 11 strikeouts just two walks uh, before we get out of here and take a quick break ben and I'll let you run Kevin biggio was the other point the texter wanted to get to from uh, nate from niagara on the lake two walks today he has been playing better it, it, there's no way to other way to look at it right like it does feel somewhat like a challenge whether it was getting you know getting called out quote-unquote called out in the media by your coaches not in a negative way necessarily but just saying hey we recognize he recognizes he has to play better we recognize he has to play better and just contribute a little more with the limited playing time he is getting but with Santiago Espinal and Danny Jansen on the shelf right now at least he is going to see more playing time whether it's at first like you saw today when Vladdy is DHing or when an outfielder gets some time off and Merrifield goes from second into the outfield. Biggio right now is very likely going to be the next guy up almost every single time. And I think you'd rather see that with Biggio than perhaps see a Nathan Lucas or an Ernie Clement. And that's not to knock the guys, but like just based on their stature and what you know they can do already, Biggio seems like the most likely candidate, and he's been playing well so far. Oh, for sure. Agreed on both counts. I mean, he definitely is the guy that you'd want in there over a Nathan Lucas, to, to name another bench player for the Jays, and he's just getting on base. He is finally reaching with some level of consistency, and that really was not happening in the first really two months of the season up until maybe a week or so ago but the at-bats are better he's showing some discipline at the plate he is making pitchers pay for mistakes over the plate and that will then lead to them being a little bit more cautious and Biggio at that point can flex his biggest muscle offensively which is his strike zone judgment yeah he has a great eye and we we saw it on display today two walks 
for Kevin Biggio in a 3-1 win. Ben, this was a lot of fun doing this with you. Thank you for sticking around for me. Jays Talk Light. It's my debut on Jays Talk Light, so that was fun. <laughs> Always good to talk some baseball. You're, you're sure. all over the place. Jays Talk Light, Jays Talk Plus, Jays Talk Classic. You're, you're a Jays Talk regular, I think, at this point. Well, you know what? I uh, I would like to think so, and it's always fun to talk some Jays. You are a man of many talents. That is Ben Nicholson-Smith. I'm Show Ali. Let's take a very quick break. When we come back, I will get to the Major League Standings Watch presented by Bet365, and we'll wrap up on the text line as well. Before we get you over to Kipper and Bourne, they spoke to new Toronto Maple Leafs GM Brad Treliving. That will play if you are listening here in the GTA. But you're listening right now to Jays Talk Light on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Welcome back to Jays Talk Light. Joe Alley with you for a couple more minutes as we wrap up a Jays 3-1 win over the Brewers here at the Rogers Center. They take the series and they get set for a series at City Field starting tomorrow night. Chris Bassett against Justin Verlander. So uh, two teams that have pitchers that at least know each other very well. Bassett, of course, pitching for the Mets last year. And Verlander, well, we all know Verlander's history (laughs) against the Toronto Blue Jays. But we will get that going tomorrow uh, in New York. And uh, let's get to the Major League Standings Watch presented by Bet365. With Bet365, you can watch thousands of live games, build your own bet, and you can even make a bet while the game's still being played. 19-plus, play responsibly, Ontario only. So because we were the earliest game today, it does mean that there are no other AL East games until a little later on tonight, at the very least. Uh, So entering play today and after the Blue Jays win, here's how the AL East shakes out. Tampa Bay, 40 and 18. That's a winning percentage of 690. That's just, that's absurd, frankly. But they are 40 and 18. The Baltimore Orioles still playing very good baseball, 35 and 21. The Yankees are 10 games over 500. They are 34 and 24. Toronto with the win, 30 and 27. Again, they play the Mets tomorrow night in New York. And Boston, they play the Reds later tonight. They have lost three straight, but they are still a game over 500. They are 20, 28 and 27. So that's how the standings watch shakes out right now. We got a couple minutes left here. I wanted to get to one, maybe a couple things here, because we talked about Kevin Biggio, certainly talked about the bullpen, and of course, the terrific play of Kevin Gossman with BNS in the first segment. Bo Bichette, really quickly. He he clubbed a home run very early on in this game. We were talking about the All-Star game with Ben earlier. Bo is, without a doubt in my mind, the starting shortstop for the American League at the All-Star game. Right? Like, apart from Wander Franco with the Rays, because there were some texts about, like, oh, is Bo an All-Star? Well, I mean, yes, of course he's an All-Star. But it's, it's just that apart from Franco, he's the only other guy, right? Like, who else is there? Beyond the fact that this two, those two guys are playing extremely well, who else is there? It's not Jorge Mateo or Kike Hernandez or Anthony Volpe, if you look in the AL East. Bobby Wood Jr. is having an okay year, but the Royals are, Royals are awful. Uh, Corey Seager is terrific, but he's missed a huge ton of time due to injury, so I'm not sure if he can catch Bo or Franco in the next month, let's say. Javi Baez, Carlos Correa, Tim Anderson are all good, obviously, but not having great seasons, at least offensively. So really it's going to be Bo going away, and I would say Franco in second place. And in reality, they're both going to be all-stars this year. It's just a matter of uh, who, is the, who is the starter, and I think it's going to be Bo. On Vladdy, too, he is probably also going to the all-star game, but I don't know if he'll be the starter. He, just, like, he was maybe a combined three or four feet away from having a two-home run day today. I do kind of wonder if the mental pressing thing is happening too much like more than we are used to seeing from a 
very talented hitter. Like, even if you do fall more on the side of Vladdy being a very, very good player instead of an elite player, and I still think I'm in the he is elite camp, even for a very, very good first baseman, he is pressing, but he will uh, he will turn it around. All right, thank you for listening to Blue Jays Baseball, brought to you by Crown and Rust Protection. Did you know that vehicles rust faster in warmer weather? And boy, it was warm today. As the weather warms and we all get ready for summer, make sure your vehicle is protected from rust with Crown. Visit crown.com for your nearest location. For Ben Wagner, Ben Nicholson-Smith, Tom Young, Derek Brandeo, I'm Show Ali. Thanks for being with us on Jays Talk Light today. We got to go because coming up next locally on Sportsnet 590, the fan, you'll hear Kipper and Bourne. They had a chance to speak to Brad Treliving, the newest GM of the Toronto Maple Leafs. You can look forward to hearing him in the next hour. Jays Talk returns on Friday with Blair and Barker. I'm back for pre and post on the weekend. We'll talk to you then. <laughs>